I'll go ahead and say right out of the gate, I don't usually use the clock a lot, but I do glance from time to time, and I don't have one. Uh, somebody said something this morning uh, about it, and I said, well, if uh, I, get, I guess if I get in the 1215, y'all can give me the Baptist salute. Uh, turning and looking, <laughs> that's this, Pam. Pam did this. <laughs> uh, whew, rough, rough church. All right. I know I can't keep y'all's attention past 30, 35 minutes. So. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try. If you have your Bibles, we'll be in the book of 1 John uh, chapter 2. Uh, 1 John chapter 2. I've, I've struggled uh, this week uh, getting ready for this message. I've struggled. Uh, if, you've, if you preach, you understand when you've got to get a message ready. I, I know I've got to preach uh, Sunday morning. I, I know that I'm, I'm coming here. I know that I've got to fill a time slot and you study and I'll say this, the last two or three months, it's been so easy. It just comes, it just, on Monday, I just look, well, yep, that's it, and I'll study, and I love uh, that kind. I get to really study and build up. I don't really write a whole lot down. I'll, every now and then, I'll, I almost, uh, I think last week I had an envelope. I just write a few things down on I want to keep up with, but I didn't get the message until about 30 minutes ago. Uh, you, you won't understand that there, there wasn't a whole long length of study and a big fancy uh, message that sometimes I, I get blessed to be able to do, but I'm glad that God works. I'm glad that He still gives us what we need. You know, when you get down to that last minute and you're thinking, Brother Dwayne, I don't know if I got anything this morning. I have four or five things on my heart. I don't know what, but God blesses. And you come to church, you don't know what to sing. God will give you something to sing. God will give you something to testify about. God will give you something to, uh, to hug people and love people for. And it's just His mercy and His grace, His love. Uh, if you will, stand and register the reading of the Word of God. 1 John chapter 2, verse 19. 1 John, that's some little ones in the back. 1 John chapter 2, verse 19. Uh, the Word of God says this. It says, They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you uh, for allowing us to assemble ourselves together here this morning. We thank you for this church. We thank you for its members. Lord, I, I thank you, Lord Father, for the people that are gathered together here. Uh, Lord, they came, Lord Father, seeking, Lord, a, a Holy Ghost. Lord Father, they, they came a seeking a, a forgiveness. They, they came seeking a, a to worship you in a, in a way, Lord Father, that's pleasing to you. We thank you for the Sunday school hour. We uh, thank you for the choir and the special songs. But, Lord, we thank you most of all for your son dying on the cruel rugged cross of Calvary. I, I thank you for the blood that was shed that uh, saved a sinner like me, Lord Father, save the sinner, uh, sinners that are here, Lord Father, that's been saved. We, we thank you for the salvation. We thank you for the glory that you've given us. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. amen. Now as I was reading this week, there's been a thought on my mind. I won't say there's not been an idea or a thought or, or something on me uh, uh, this week. But I started thinking about uh, something in particular. I watched a, a video this week and I read some different things and it really stuck out to me on something. I, I grabbed this Windex bottle out of my, out of my, uh, up under my sink, and I told Kimberly, I said, I'm going to be one of those, uh, you've got to bring a, uh, something, a little stage prop <laughs> to church. Uh, but uh, I grabbed this up uh, to Kimberly, and, and I showed her something. I said, you know, you can refrigerate this stuff, and it's pretty good. I don't know if y'all, now little kids don't pay no attention to what I'm saying here, but you can take this stuff, put it in your mouth, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. So, Zach, you're nuts. You can take this bottle, take this top off, Brother Dwayne. 
You just take it. You can drink it. You know why? You know why I can drink this stuff? Because it's Gatorade. I was starting to worry for me for a minute. You know, if you drink real Windex in about two ounces, it'll make you drunk. Fourteen ounces, it'll destroy your nervous system. This ain't Windex, though, is it? I ain't that nuts. <laughs> but what I'm going to try to show, show the church today is this looks like Windex, don't it? If I sprayed it on something, it would look like Windex. Now, you can wipe it all over something other, but I don't think it would do the stuff that Windex does. But this thing looks, it'll fool you. It's real close to that color, old blue Powerade is what it is. We keep it at the house for when we're sick. <laughs> Kimberly likes to drink it when she's sick. But it has the appearance of something that is supposed to do something in particular. It's got a job. But I've taken it and made it appear that it's something else and it's not. I want you to know today the church house is full of people just like this bottle of Windex. The church house, I won't say it's full. Uh, the church has got a lot of these right here, the fake Windexes. Uh, they pretend to be it. They look like it. Uh, from a distance, uh, you would think it would do the job. You think that it, uh, it may even, I don't think it even smells right though, but it looks, it feels. Uh, if I grab this out, I guarantee if I put this back under the sink, my wife grabbed this out, I spray it on something other, I'd get stuck on it. It'll stick your feet when you walk by it. That didn't do the job. It may halfway clean it up. But it is not what it appears to be. Everything is designed for a particular purpose. If you go into your home, you open up your sink, you've got different cleaners, uh, you've got uh, uh, soaps in your shower and shampoos and conditioners, uh, you've got cars that's designed to uh, take you certain places. Uh, we have things in our life uh, that are designed to do specific tasks, designed to do uh, certain things. Now in the church house today, uh, hopefully we've got people gathered together here in pews that are designed to do a specific things. Uh, here in 1 John, uh, uh, John is writing in chapter 2 verse 19. He describes something that is not what it appears to be. He says that they went out from us, uh, uh, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, uh, they would have no doubt have continued with us. Uh, he's trying to say there was a lot of them uh, that was with the group. Uh, there was a lot of them that looked like uh, uh, that old bottle of Windex. Uh, there was a lot of them that appeared to be Christians. Uh, a lot of them that appeared to be godly. But they were not. It goes on and continues. It says, but they went out that they might be manifest that they were not all of us. What he says is, eventually those things are shown. Eventually they leave and they are shown that they never belong to begin with. Now in the church yesterday, I'm not trying to be ugly and say that you don't belong. But what I'm trying to show you is that you can belong. That you can change. You know what I did with that Windex? That actually had Windex in it. You think I'm nuts enough to pour out? I don't think Windex is real expensive. But you think I'm nuts enough to just pour out a bunch of chemicals in the trash can or, or pour it outside and waste them? No, I took a, an empty gallon of milk jug, washed it out, and I poured the Windex in it and saved it for when I get home so I won't get in too much trouble. And I took that Gatorade. I, I washed that real good, by the way. I washed it. got hot. <laughs> it still almost tastes a little Windexy, but I washed, you know, I washed it out as good as I could. And when I get home, I put the good stuff back in it. Now that is not, right here, this is not what it is designed to be. It is wrong. It's an abomination. It's heresy. It's whatever you want to call it. It looks like Windex, but it ain't Windex. If you go to a job site, any there's something called an OSHA. If you pulled up, an OSHA pulled up and seen somebody drinking out of a Windex bottle, they're getting fined. 
they're thinking you nuts. Hopefully they don't walk in here and find us as a church because we're not under that. But I want you to know there are things that look like they're supposed to look like, appear to be certain ways, and they are not. Uh, the church house today has people in it that's supposed to be Christians, but they are not. They don't talk that way. Once they get outside the church walls, they don't walk that way. They don't appear that way. We have a, a lot of people in the church house uh, uh, that sometimes we need to look, stand back and look and say, yeah, we may look like a Christian. We may dress up real nice. Uh, we may wear our best Sunday clothes uh, and appear to be all Christian-y. But when we get outside the world, what do we do? I'm going to ask you what did we do because the last time I was up here and I preached, I turned back and I said, I asked you, uh, I told you that Jesus used the word wait one time and the Great Commission says go. And we're going to look at the next part of the Great Commission. And it's different in the King James. It's kind of hard to understand. Everybody, every other version says a particular word. In Matthew 28, verse 19, we've already preached last time on go. Why wait? Go. We've seen in the book of Acts chapter 1 that he told his disciples to wait, but that's the only time he ever told them to do it. He told them to go every other time that he talked about doing something. Now in, chapter, in Matthew chapter 28 verse 19, it says, Go ye therefore and teach, what does it say? And teach all nations. Now, in, I, I look at about 30 different translations of the Bible. I ain't telling you to bring a different translation of the Bible. I, I want you to understand that out of the 30 translations that I usually thumb through real quick and look at stuff, about 27 out of 30 use a totally different word right here. It uses the word make disciples. Uh, it uses the word make. And you'll get that from the King James. Uh, you'll get that. So, well, go, go out and teach. Uh, and I got a footnote that teach means a, a disciple in the middle of my Bible. It says, go forth and disciple all nations. It says, go forth and make disciples is what it's trying to tell us to do. Now, as a church today, our number one job is the Great Commission, I would hope, is to go and to make, we already did go, make disciples. Make them. Make them come forth. Now, I, I'd like to think uh, in the last 10 to 15 years, if you've been here 10, 15, 20, 30 years, I don't know how long you've been here at this church, but think about how many times the church has truly made disciples. And think about that real hard because I started thinking about it in my ministry and I have fell short on truly making disciples. Now making disciples, everybody looks at the Great Commission and it says, Go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and yada yada, and all that good stuff. And they read that and they think that I have to go out and tell people to come to church. <laughs> that ain't what it says. People think that. I'm sorry to bust your bubble if you think that's what it meant, but it is not what it means. It says to go forth and make them. Go forth and teach them. Go forth and don't say pass out invitation cards. It don't say go out and tell people to come to the church to tell them you'll come there, we'll tell you how to be saved. That's not, that is not what it says. It says to make them, disciple them, to teach them. Uh, us at our church, I, I'd like to, th I don't know, I hadn't been here. I, 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 grew, I joined this church over five years ago, uh, but I'd back up and I'd really like to look at the people that have come into this church that were unchurched. That's what this is talking about. The people that are unchurched, do not go, that come into this place and find Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. And boy, when I started thinking about that, I got broken hearted. 
That's what the commandment is. To go forth and to disciple. To go forth and teach. To go forth and make disciples. Go forth and, and show people uh, what it is to be a Christian. Are we doing that at our church? I fail. I don't know if anybody else fails. I'd hate to ask you. I, don't, I didn't count out the weeks, but we're close to the end of the year. And how many weeks did you invite somebody different to come to church? Not that we're going to somewhere else and got their feelings hurt or, or that we're going somewhere else and they felt led to come here. Those are just, they're great. But truly make disciples. Make them. How many babes have we heard? How many grown adults have we seen come to this altar and cry out for repentance? Cry out for, for Jesus to save them? It hurts my feelings. I think just my ministry. I've seen souls saved, and I'm not trying to say that it was me, but I've seen souls saved in services that I got to preach at Brother Dwayne, and that just got me on fire, but it's not been very often. It hurts my feelings. Go forth and make disciples. I'm going to make them. When they come to church, guess what they'll try to do? This is what people that ain't church, this is what they show up to church looking like. You ever thought about that? People come to church each and every Sunday. I remember I was a pastor's kid. You don't think a pastor's kid showed up looking like this? Pastor's kid showed up. Hey, Daddy, well, he got mad. I, I wear shorts church. He get mad. Well, you need to put on some pants or something, some blue jeans, cover yourself up. Hey, get dressed up for church. Hey, look like a Christian. I wasn't even saved before he's getting on me about that old stuff. Hey, come to church looking like something. So come to church looking like this. But it was just only just so, so deep. Boy, this stuff's real thin. I didn't read how thin, thin, thick this stuff was. And like I said, I just got this message not too long ago. But we're just so thick down until we get to something that we're not what we say we are. Well, it's just skin deep. It's just clothing deep. It's just something we get so far. How many, how many disciples have you made this year? How many people have you witnessed to truly and told them about Jesus Christ? How many people have you went out and, and I told you that it's not about going out and telling them to come to church, but how many people have you told to come to church? How many people have you truly invited? How, how much of a love do you have for your community, for your loved ones, for the ones that are lost? And it says ye go and make disciples. That's what's inferred. Are we doing that as a church? Are we doing that as, as Christians as we should, as we're supposed to? He says to go out and to tell them. Now in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 21, you'll see Peter's message. Oh my goodness, and Peter's message, it, it, it's, it gets me it's almost a shout. It says in verse 41 that 3,000 souls were saved from this message. 3,000 souls were saved, folks. I don't know if y'all realize how many people were standing in the streets that day. Oh, Peter just ran out in the middle of them full of the Holy Ghost, started pre preaching repentance. But he said something in the middle of his message that showed them how to become Christians, that showed them how to go from being that Windex bottle that looked like what it was supposed to be, but truly becoming what it needed to be. When I get home, I have to pour that Gatorade out. I'm not going to pour it back in the Gatorade bottle because I think some Windex got in it. So I'm going to pour it out. I'm going to get rid of it. And that's what Jesus does. He's going to come into your life. He's going to pour out all the things that are bad in your life. Pour them out. He's going to pour them down the drain. They're going to be no more. And He's going to put something within you that makes you right. That makes you what you're supposed to be. 
I had a, a man a long time ago that used to teach, he used to teach all the time on a trichotomous being. And I'm not trying to sound real engineering or super smart. He used to say that word all the time. And I used to, I used to hear that word and I started studying it. He showed it to us. Uh, you know, the body is so many parts, uh, uh, but there in the Garden of Eden, they lost a certain part. They died. They lost the spiritual side. They lost the Holy Spirit. We're a trichotomous being that's living through a dichotomous life uh, or a bichotomous life. We've got two of them in there and we're missing one. There's one little hole in our lives where we are not what we truly need to be. We're not fully complete. We live a life where we're looking for something our whole lives that we can't seem to find it. But it's right here in God's Word. Acts chapter 2 verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's what it says. Right there in the middle of the first sermon Jesus has went on. The Holy Spirit's come on the scene. It's just the same as it is today as it was two thousand years ago. Uh, Jesus Christ is on the scene. Uh, people need to be saved. Uh, people are listening. Uh, they think it's good enough uh, that they appear to be a Windex bottle, but what's inside their heart is not what needs to be there. They think they're fine. But the Word of God says that ye shall call on the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. You don't have to be a pretender anymore. And the church of God uh, in the house here today, uh, you can pretend all you want to. Uh, you can be a figment of your own imagination. Uh, you can uh, uh, have a presence about you that is so holier and holier than thou. But I want you to know beyond the shadow of a doubt this morning, if you haven't called on the uh, Son of God, if you have not called on Jesus Christ, uh, if you have not said, Lord, uh, save me, if you have not con uh, convinced Him, if you have not uh, cried out and said that I'm a sinner, you're not saved. Say, so Zach, I, I prayed a prayer a long time ago. Yeah, that's good. You probably got saved. I'm, I'm glad. I'm not here to judge nobody. Boy, but the first John chapter 2, verse 19 says a lot of them that was around, but they wasn't really part of the crowd. The church house today, I wonder sometimes when we do things and nobody wants to be a part of the church, that hurts my feelings. When we do things as a as a group. And we say that we want to strive forward and we want to do uh, things in our community. We want to uh, do things in our church. We want to uh, continue to pray and look forward. and we, we want to see things happen, but yet nobody does anything. We become 1 John chapter 2, verse 19. There's not many of us that are of us. There's not many in the church a lot of times that are doing the things that they are supposed to be doing. Why? Does it hurt feelings? Is it they're too busy? I don't know. But whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You may have something in your life you don't know, you don't understand. You don't know why you don't have a desire in your heart. You don't know why you've never made disciples. You don't know why that you have a, an emptiness in your heart, a, a something that you need in your life that you can't seem to feel with whatever. I got something that'll feel it. You say, Zach, you personally? I do. I personally have it within my own self. And I don't know if everybody else has got it. I'm not here to tell somebody, your name's written in the book of life, and your name's written in the book of life. I like to be like that old Oprah Winfrey show they've been making fun of for years, that everybody got a car. I like to be able to say, everybody gets the Holy Spirit today. But I can't do that. I've said it a lot of times, if I could personally hand it out, I would. I, don't, I truly believe, if it was something that you kept in your pocket, Brother Tony, I guarantee it, if it was something you could physically pull out and give it to somebody, I'd give it to everybody. You know why? Because when you give something to somebody, I ain't taking it back. <laughs> You've got it. Give them a little piece of it. 
If you had something that you could go around and you, <laughs> church, we do. We do have something like that. Why are we so afraid to think that way? Why are we so afraid to go and tell people to go and make disciples? I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. A lot of weeks, a lot of months. I was ashamed a while ago sitting there and this message got on my heart. I was ashamed of what I have not done. It ain't what I have done. I don't know if I've ever worked anywhere before and realized this. You can do a good job. You can do a good job for 10 years. You make one mistake. What happens? Everybody knows about it. Everybody wants to talk. Everybody wants to point. And I used to, I worked at a place where we were manufacturing cabinets, and I, I used to always think it was so funny uh, that it would go three or four weeks and there wouldn't be any kind of errors. And I, I sent those 3,000 something orders through every week. That was my job. And if I had one order go through, it would show up three weeks later. I wouldn't know about it until three weeks later. And five people had to come to my desk and tell me throughout the day that I had messed up. You know, the people don't realize. The goodness sometimes that we do, they realize the badness. And the church has to say, God, you may think that you're serving God and you, you're, you're doing all these good things and these good things, but I want you to know you do the bad things too. And God sees those too. Well, we've got to repent. We've got to keep working. We've got to keep going. We've got to keep on moving forward. You know what I would say to a lot of them people sometimes? I said, well, I guess we just got to keep going, don't we? We can't just shut the doors because we got three things that are wrong. Hey, we got to keep moving forward. We'll try to fix it next time. Hey, I want you to know that God can fix it. You can fix it. Hey, today, you yourself can make the decision if you want to call out the name of the Lord Jesus. It is yours. It is your decision to come and be a part of the ministries within this church. It is your decision to support uh, different things. It is your decision uh, to be a, a punctual, to, to be here uh, when the doors are open. It's your decision. I'm glad that it is. He don't make me come. And my kids is at home sick. And I guarantee both of them are sick. And if I was a member of this church, Brother Dwayne, I would have had thoughts this morning staying home. I would have. But I want you to know it's only up to us. It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever. Ain't that good? It didn't say the elect, did it? It didn't say uh, the chosen. It didn't say uh, uh, post-millennial. It didn't say uh, this or that. It didn't say, well, you got to be 30 or younger. It says, whosoever. And I'm glad that my sins are no different than anybody else's sins in this church. When I was saved, my sins were washed away. And when everybody else here was received salvation, guess what? Your, your sins were washed away. No matter how bad you think you lived a life, it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm glad today that I've got something I can hold on to. I called upon the name of the Lord one day. I was 15 years old and I'll, I'll never forget it. I should have got saved when I was probably 12. I just kept on running from the Lord. And I knew that day that I run from the Lord that I was going to go to a place called hell. I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt every night uh, there'd be a lot of times that I would sit there and think about bad things. If, I, if my family had a car wreck, if I, if I died, if something bad happened to me. Hey, little children die all the time from all these different problems and stuff. Brother Dwayne, it scared me to death. Call upon the name of the Lord and it'll fix all your problems. I'm not saying it'll go home and pay your power bill. I'm not saying it'll go home and fix all your relationship issues. I'm talking about it'll place completeness in your heart. It'll give you a reason to live. It'll give you a reason to go on. It'll give you a reason to love folks. It'll give you a reason to come to church. 
It'll give you a reason to be part of something that is the Great Commission, which is to go and make disciples. Think about that, church. Have we truly been part of that Great Commission, that going? A lot of us may go, but are we truly making disciples? Are we seeing souls saved? I'm not talking about the ones that are churched and always been in church and they just happen to be here uh, every Sunday so they got saved anyway. I'm talking about the ones that ain't never been in church. I'm talking about the ones that don't go no more. Ain't been in two or three years. Ain't been their whole lives. They need Jesus. They need Jesus. And that's why we're here. We're not here to shut the doors up, lock them up, get all comfortable in our nice uh, uh, comfortable area, sing some songs uh, and go through the motions. Uh, the uh, Great Commission don't say, tuck in. <laughs> tuck in and uh, be good to yourselves. Go make disciples. As they get a verse of some song ready. You may be living a life like this. You may be living a life like that. You think that I got the appearance, I could pass for a Christian. The day I got saved, I thought I passed for one too. I've told it before, old, old guy that was there, he just stopped me and said, are you a Christian? I even lied to him. This old Windex bottle lies to you, you know why? It even says it right across the front, Windex. I've seen a lot of people that appeared to be Christians, made mistake after mistake after mistake, and I wondered in my heart if they were truly saved, if everything was alright in their life, if something on the inside didn't match what was on the outside, if we truly had what we need to have. Church, I'm going to ask you today, are you truly the same on the inside as you try to be on the outside? As we stand, what page you got? Page 81.